1: Hi everybody, welcome to episode 172, season 3 of Red Wings Rant, where tirades and impassioned pleas for your Detroit Red Wings finally have a home... Today, we've got Max Boltman helping us uh, discuss or uh, put the nail down on Lucas Raymond landing the job with the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Joe Valeno. We've got our eight defensemen uh, that we're going to put in stone. We're ready to go. We're, we're putting it in an ink, I should say. Uh, we've got uh, some discussions on Danny DeKaiser and how well he's been playing so far for us in the preseason. Uh, we also get into, uh, Max Boltman and his job and, uh, go a little deep in, into the weeds of journalism. So I want you guys to strip in, uh, check out that entire conversation. I will say so far, it has been my favorite interview, uh, since the show began. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And as we keep rolling along, getting deeper into the regular season, we do want to have more guests. If you guys have somebody you want to see, just shout it out in the comments, um, I, uh, if you if you check out past episodes, you, you see that uh, I, I try to go across the board, whether it's uh, an NHL pundit or if we're going local. Uh, but uh, I, I will say again, Max is uh, number one on my list so far. Uh, what, uh, what else we have today is uh, we're going to be doing our giveaway for our two Red Wings tickets. I want you guys to stick around so you will hear who won. Um, and uh, outside of that... I have to make my plea here. Uh, If you guys could, if you're watching on YouTube right now, hit that subscribe button. That's going to do us the most good so we can continue to do more giveaways. And uh, same thing goes for you listening to the podcast. Of course, the subscription to the podcast does us a great deal of good. But if you guys could rate and review the podcast, every time I get a new review, we just see the numbers shoot up. And what we want to do is have more opportunities to do these Red Wing giveaways, more opportunities to have the likes of Max Boltman hang around with us and chat hockey. Uh, So if you guys like what you see today, like what you hear, you like what you have been hearing for us to do more, we need those subscriptions on YouTube. We need the ratings on uh, Apple Podcasts. Um, Probably you get sick of hearing it from, from anybody who's doing a podcast, but it does us the most good and I'd greatly appreciate it. So with that, let's jump into the content. I want you guys to enjoy my conversation with The Athletic's Max Boltman. And if uh, you are looking for an opportunity to get, uh, uh, I guess, a 30-day free trial with The Athletic, I have actually included in the YouTube description and the uh, podcast description a link that will only work five times. First five people to get to that link, uh, they will get 30-day free pass to The Athletic if you haven't subscribed yet. And uh, also, if you just want to jump right in. Uh, you can head to The Athletic right now. They have a 50% off subscription promo that they're running right now, according to Max Boltman's latest article that you can find at M underscore Boltman. So check all that fun stuff out. Uh, listen to this interview. Hang around to find out who's winning our Red Wings tickets. Of course, we're going to make the announcement on social media as well and uh, notify uh person who won through DMs. But uh, anyways, yeah, uh, take a listen and... Um, enjoy the entire show here. I appreciate you guys coming around and, um, we'll see you on the tail end. He is a Michigan Wolverine hockey show, podcaster, red wings, hockey writer, and, uh, came pre equipped with not only one of the coolest names in sports writing, but, uh, could also double as his comic book superhero name. Uh, he is Max Boltman. Max, how are you doing?
0: I'm good, man. That's, that's quite the intro. What's my superhero name going to be?
1: It's gonna Bolt be Man? yeah, Boltman. I, I, like I was like, like the Chargers mascot.
0: mascot, the San Diego or the LA Chargers mascot, right?
1: Yeah, we could go in that direction. I, I was wondering too <laughs> for the thumbnail for this episode if I'm gonna have to Photoshop that, which uh, you know we'll, we'll have to get your approval. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll beef you up a little bit. Uh,
0: we'll, I we'll need make sure it. That... So that's good. That's good.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, how, how are you doing today, Max?
0: I'm doing all right man I'm getting over a little uh little head cold so that's been uh you know it's that time of year so as we all get uh, out into the world again we're we, we bring a little bit of that in so re- remembering what it feels like to be sick has not been that that fun but other than that it's been uh pretty eventful I mean five preseason games in the last yeah. six days so
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that would be a lot of work on its own, but, uh, yeah, I just really like the way you say that. And I'm kind of realizing I haven't really been sick, sick in a long time. And, you know, of course we've been stuck inside, so that helps, but, uh, Man, I uh, I feel for you, man. That uh, <laughs> that blows. It's all um,
0: good. I'm just glad it's not you know the six. So yeah, that, uh... no, yeah,
1: that could be worse. You're you're absolutely right. Um, what's well, this is what uh, my favorite segment is when uh, whenever we have a guest on the show, uh, I do want to jump in and do icebreakers. Uh, so I've got three categories here for you, Max. Uh, I'm gonna let you pick which one you want to do, and uh, we'll we'll I'll just read right through them. And uh, I've got habits is one category uh halloween since uh, spooky season's here and uh third category is podcast any of those sound uh easy or maybe more interesting to you
0: oh man do i want to talk about habits halloween or podcast which of those is going to get me in the least amount of trouble
1: i i've <laughs> since they're my questions i'll, I'll let you know i vetted them to make sure you're not going to get in any trouble
0: <laughs> let's do halloween let's let's get in the spirit
1: all right, yeah this this one this one can't get you in trouble, I don't think. All right, so uh, you you forgot your your co- you forgot you had a costume party tonight. It starts in ten minutes. You're in your apartment. You're in your house. What are you grabbing before you head out the door? Do you already <laughs> have a costume, or are you going to be putting uh, some pieces of paper stapled to your shirt, kind of thing? Well,
0: so fortunately, I'm the worst uh, Halloween costume planner ever. So this is actually how I approach every <laughs> Halloween, and my go-to is my girlfriend and I will go. And she will wear a red dress and be like Miss Scarlet from Clue. And I will just wear all gray and be the lead pipe. And we'll be Miss Scarlet with the lead pipe. Oh, that
1: is genius.
0: And it's just all gray. I mean, it's, it's easy money. Yeah, I,
1: I, I love that. I, uh, I went as far as uh, the night before I had a costume party. Uh, my wife was Mary Poppins. And not that this directly relates, but I slapped on a suit and slicked back my hair. And just went as Walt Disney. So I was that, like, all right, I can pull this sure. up. Absolutely. Yeah. Shave off the goatee just go mustache. It, it works. It was nice Walt meeting. Disney
0: and Mary Poppins were actually roommates for a couple of years.
1: What? Oh, see, there we go. Accidentally run into a perfect <laughs> team costume. I think that was the year like the, the Tom Hanks movie came out. So I think I was rolling with that. But, uh, ah, all right. Well, uh, the other thing I like to do here, Max is, um, Obviously, you're here to talk Red Wings hockey. This is Red Wings ran after all. But um, I myself was an uh, an aspiring journalist. Uh, it has since passed me by. So now I'm just an independent podcaster. But uh, I think that's
0: journalism just for sorry to cut you off. But just yeah. I think you're doing journalism right now. So
1: it's it's as close as I th- I think I could get right now. But um, I want to ask you about your career and uh, where you're at, how you feel about it. But um, I I I feel like. I've I've gotten to uh I've gotten to the bottom of some people's you know how how did you get into this so I, I don't just want to go through that I think uh you know you probably have asked that or been answered uh Jesus answered that question enough so I I thought I would kind of jump into more like the nitty gritty of how your job works right now Yeah uh so I want to ask you how do how do you balance uh that like that working relationship with I mean you've got to talk to Steve Eisman every now and then. How do you, how do you get those tough questions answered and still keep a relationship to where Steve still says, "Hey Max," at the start of your press conference <laughs> questioning?
0: Uh yeah, it's it's a good question. I mean, the toughest thing that I've found about interviewing in general, especially when when you're talking to someone who, you know, has an interest in oftentimes kind of not telling you everything they know right like at right. professional sports gms and coaches sometimes they don't want to necessarily let stuff out and so there's there is a little bit of an um a process to kind of thinking of how to word your questions and uh i i always joke about this on on twitter after eisman's press conferences that people will uh um you know tweet me like oh he didn't you know he, he just said like no or yes and and um that is true. And and I've right. had to learn that you can't ask these yes or no questions to someone who is perfectly content to just say yes. I did it the other day with Jeff Blaschel. I asked him, like, were there any like were there like one or two things that you told Philip Sedina in your exit interview last year that you wanted him to work on? And he just said yes. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so then you got to follow up and you feel real stupid, right? And you are like, <laughs> uh, could you share them? And 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 you know, Jeff was nice enough to do that the other day um uh steve sometimes will say no (laughs) like i'll say he'll say no it's okay um but no i mean like it it is a it's it's a process for sure and like you know i'm sure i'm sure i annoy both of those guys uh from time (laughs) to time with my questions um but you know it's part of the job right like just as much for um for them as it is like to have to kind of sit in front and, and when you think about it it is you put yourself in the, in their shoes, I think it becomes very easy because it's like, okay, if someone were to sit me down after, you know, in, in Blasho's case, every day of work and ask me about the things I did wrong, and sometimes the things I did well, you would get rather annoyed with that person. Uh, the yeah, first absolutely. Week. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of, I think, understanding there that goes into knowing what the situation is. And from the reverse, it's part of my job to know that a lot of times people aren't necessarily going to be thrilled to see me or thrilled to hear my question or whatever and and so you just really appreciate when they take you seriously they respect you know that you're doing your job and, and they answer the yeah. question to, to whatever degree they can or are willing to obviously we we always love when they're willing to answer it in full but um, you know it, it, it's a good question by you because it you know to me that's it's one of the parts of the job that i think might seem really easy and really obvious you're just asking people questions but um there's a little bit of a process to figuring out how do i word this in a way that maybe doesn't um it doesn't get the guard up kind of thing you know what i mean
1: yeah i um it's funny i want to have you here to just talk red wings hockey but now this is really like having a bunch of questions pop in my head but but you know like with what you just said do you do you manage that with with keeping to what your plan was going in or do you hear like uh art's question or helene's question and you
0: you want to try and
1: throw it in a different way to get a better answer from them? Cause you, it's something that's going to help you out or
0: both. And and so like in, when I was in college, we, I went to the, I went to Michigan. I worked at the Michigan daily. We, we, we have an unbelievable base of alumni right. Adam Schefter, yeah. Rich Eisen, Chris Burke, oh, yeah. who's my coworker now. Um, so many, Michael Rosenberg, Mark Snyder, just a, like an unbelievable set of, uh, you know ken davidoff who works in the new york post like unreal journalists and and they come in bob Winowski from the detroit news i, I can probably go all day if you want right <laughs> um, they, they'll come in and they'll give you little bits of advice nick Katsanika, um and they'll they'll tell you little things about how to do the job and one of the ones that always stuck to me i don't, I don't know if I, I don't remember who it was but they said like you got to have your questions but you got to be prepared to go away from them like you have to listen to, during an interview and it sounds like the most obvious thing in the world right but but and i'm still guilty of this to this day it's so easy to go in with your little paper with six questions written down on it and say these are the six questions i'm going to ask and i will when i when i go into an Eisman press conference on especially on zoom when i'm at my own desk um, i will write down like three questions that i'm going to ask and most of the time he will say something before it gets to my turn that i need to follow up on and i have to because you can't ask that many questions right so, so i almost have to prioritize my questions which one of these can i bag right and so it's both like you, you got to listen actively and be prepared to follow up to something that he might have said in response to helena or something that he might have said in response to ansar or whatever and you want to still kind of know these are the thing that i really wanted to come out of this knowing about now, one thing that I think, you know, all of us as as beat writers like in some ways we're competing, right? We all want our right. story to do well and, and but in especially in a press conference setting, I've always felt like there is kind of a you know, there's a rhythm to like Helena often will go first in those settings, right? And she'll ask a lot of really important newsy questions at the beginning and I do feel like sometimes I I'm I'm not the loudest uh you could probably hear right now i don't have the loudest voice so especially when we're not in a zoom setting i'm almost always going last because i know i'm not going to win the battle for who could talk the loudest right yeah so i'm almost always going last and i i what i actually like about that is i all often get a lot of follow-ups and so um i like that and like, we all use this stuff right like it's not like i only i can use those answers or anything right. like that <laughs> but I, I like to follow up because i I just think like I, I always get that extra layer of insight that, that I want. And because I go later, I get to ask it. Whereas if I, there's, there's other times I've had, you know, the first question several times and um, it's, you know, it, it's just the way it works. You, you, you put in in the queue when you have a question and they call on you. And sometimes if I go first, someone else asks a question and I'm like, man, I want to follow up to that, but I already asked them four questions and it's really hard to get back (laughs) in the queue. Right. So, yeah. Um, there's a there's a rhythm to it where I think it can it's almost, like an art, yeah. I, in in a in a dance in a way, I guess.
1: Oh yeah, that's a good one. I uh, I wondered then too, like, because uh, I've asked I've asked a couple journalists about this, like, um, how by the sounds of it, there's there's positives and negatives uh, by the way you're describing it. But but having these Zoom meeting press conferences, is that something where it's wearing thin, or have you just found huh. the right way to? You, you know your your right dance moves to make it work.
0: No, I don't like them at all. I right. get rid of in a heartbeat. But um, <laughs> they right, serve mind. a purpose, you know. <laughs> like it's uh, the Zoom meetings are uh, a necessary evil. So, um, w- w- what's good is that you know, the more removed we get, I think the more closer to how it used to be we'll go back. The one good thing is, like you said, I don't ever have to um try to talk over anybody, but it was never a that big of a problem. I never left a press conference and I just couldn't ask what I wanted to ask. It might've just been, I had to wait until the very end, you know? So yeah. Um, I don't like the zoom because I think you lose a lot when someone's talking to a screen. And I, I just think in my opinion, I'm not as personable and social talking to a screen as I am. I might, I might be on the phone, which, you know, that's interesting, but like just talking to a computer screen, even looking at you right now and talking, I know you can't even see me, which is honestly probably how the players feel. Cause we don't I, always turn our mics on either. But.
1: I'm trying to make sure I don't even look at the camera too much to not just make it look like I'm staring at you. you... And
0: <laughs> No, I, but like it's, you know, it, it's, I think it's harder to get that personal element. And so, you know, there's guys on the team who um, they come up there and do it. And, and like, I've talked to those players and I know that they're a little livelier in person than they can be sometimes at these podium settings. And I think, I think that's something that we all lose in this dynamic and it's a necessary evil. I don't, I don't, uh, I'm not saying there's no reason to do it or anything like that. I just, when they're gone, I won't miss them. One iota.
1: (laughs) Well, that's the last one. I kind of took a note here while you, while you were um, uh, talking about doing these with, with Steve Iserman And you can, you could play the Steve Eisenman role here if if you like, (laughs) but uh, do you, do you have like a white whale question, either one that he's yet to answer or one that you're saving for like that perfect moment? And, and, and you could say, yeah, and just keep on rolling.
0: (laughs) Um, I don't know if there's like one question there's topics I'd love to ask about. Um, but I think those are all things that I really want to ask from a place of retrospective almost, um, there are things that like I'll want to hear his reflections on 10 years from now. um, Right. More so than things I, I want to necessarily ask like today. Now what I love to know, there's always things I want to know that I just know it's not even worthwhile to ask. Right. Like I'd love to know like, Oh, like what are your plans for this player long-term, you know? Um, But he's never going to answer that. and, And you have to, know that mentally going in like right you got to ask you get limited opportunity to to ask someone a question you got to actually give yourself a chance at getting an answer so um there's things that i'd love to ask everyone involved in the red wings organization but a lot of them are things that i want to ask them in 10 years you know what i mean
1: yeah, like, well, you know, how cool is it that Cider and Edmondson are competing for the Norris every year?
0: <laughs> well, or more so just, like, be honest, like, yeah, right. what did you think you were getting here? You know, like, like on that day, like, how high would you have taken this guy? Like, did you know what you were getting? Like, that kind of stuff, right? Um, like, how long did you realistically think this was going to take when you took over? And these are questions I don't even know that he could give a a real answer to today even if he wanted to but i think there's a perspective that comes with being having gone through something let's say let's say they do win a stanley cup right
1: right
0: and it, the year is 2031 or whatever and and then yeah like i i ask him a question and and then you can kind of say now that now that this worked let's you know let's yeah. dig into it you know what i mean those are the kind exactly. of things that i that I envision, you know, wanting to ask, but there are things that haven't even happened yet. And um, yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but
1: no, it absolutely does. Cause it, I mean, I make the joke about cider and Edmondson, but then like, you know, thanks to like ice hockey gifts, we can watch Edmondson highlights right. all day, every day.
0: Shout out, to, shout out to him, Robert. What's up?
1: Absolutely. Um, I, It's one of those things where, of course, we're just looking at highlights, but even now, like I I get why you wouldn't want to ask the question now because you're probably going to get a silly answer from Steve, but it's like, did you really think? Like when you drafted him he I mean we're getting these quotes right uh, from again from the SHL coverage of, of guys saying wow this guy looks like Nicholas Lidstrom right now <laughs> or, which was crazy I, I don't want to get too deep into that because I think that was a guy who was just excited at the time but I, I mean you know you 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 could ask those questions now and just kind of be like did I mean even a, a couple of months ago when you you draft the kid you weren't thinking he was gonna be first pairing for lunda and look this good and putting on scoring chances yeah skating like this exactly and then you
0: know everyone has their truth serum questions right but but Yeah. yeah i think the retrospectives are the ones that i look forward to someday and just hearing you know even like chris draper like what did you know he's the guy who scouts these guys right like right what what was it actually about and steve i think did play a big role with cider but like for everything I've heard, but like, okay. So Steve with cider or, or Chris Draper with Lucas Raymond, like what was it that you actually saw? Like, I'm not talking about like hockey sense or size or all these traits. I'm talking about like, do you remember the moment? Or do you remember this, the time that you were like, I think this guy is actually going to be a player, you know, and and be a really good player. And I'm sure there's a bunch of them, but, but just, those are the things that I don't know. I I had John, U. bacon as a professor at Michigan. And he used to have this saying, um opportunities matter moments matter and um it, it, it's left like a big impression on me because it, it, it's really true it's it's like there's all these little things you can point to whether it's in your own life or whether it's in the history of sport and it, it, there's there's these moments that they might be really small but they have this ripple or there's this thing you saw or this memory you had and it made this impression and and it carried over, and I think that's very true. And so, those are I, I love. There's an old joke about sports writers where it's like, uh, sports writer, you know, sports writers in a post game pref- press conference, and he, he asked the coach, "Coach, were there any moments in this game?" <laughs> you know, and it, it's 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 a kind of a accurate reflection of how we kind of fish for these things. But that is a, a trope that is true of me, and I'm always interested to know those those little moments, those little finer things that became bigger in, in meaning or or whatever
1: guys draftkings gave us a hockey ed spot to read this week but hockey is back and DraftKings sportsbook has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice new customers can bet just one dollar on any hockey game and win a hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a goal doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deft deflection, however they light the lamp, you win. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes. It's all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So, to play the sportsbook stuff, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any hockey game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net gets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit, $1 re- wager required one per customer restrictions apply see draftkings.com sportsbook for details Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER or in indiana call one 800 with it that's a, yeah no that's an incredible way to look at it i um i know it's for me, and, and like uh, me talking about, you know, want, wanting to ask about these journalism questions, I think that's me trying to, to you know, kind of create some of those for myself, because I'm always looking for that motivation. And I, I do really appreciate you, uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, indulging me here.
0: Oh, me my pleasure, me. man. I'm happy to nerd out whenever.
1: Fantastic. Well, let's nerd out about, uh, some Red Wings hockey. Um, you were just talking about, uh, asking a coach jokingly about some moments, but I think Lashley still kind of went in that direction this week. Um, on your last article talking about, um, or maybe was that, was that just one of your tweets, but talking about, um, no, it was your last article. Uh, the, the 10 moments, I think he was, uh, that might not be verbatim, but he, he was trying to look for, for 10 spots. In well, so the yeah, game 2 yeah. games ago.
0: Well, um, no, it was uh th- so that was in Traverse City and I had asked him Gotcha. What are you going to be looking for from Lucas in the preseason to know that he's ready to play in the to know whether he's ready to play in the NHL. And he kind of made the comment like, you know, he needs to be really impactful and he thought he had the best offensive play of the Red and White game, but it wasn't 10 of them, it was 1 of them. And I don't think it was about the number 10. I think it was about him saying I know he can do this, but I want to see him do this routinely, right? right. And so I, I included that quote in a story a couple articles ago to, to show, like, hey, look, on Saturday night, Raymond made, like, four or five of them. So, like, he's clearly making progress. And then he comes out on Monday, and I think he really might have made 10 of them. <laughs> like, I yeah. mean, it was like it, – it, there's nothing about the number 10, to be clear, but it's just, like, right. it, it really was that routine in that Monday night game. I don't know if you saw the same thing I saw, but it just looked like – this guy was doing something every time he was on the ice.
1: Yeah, it's for for me, it's the easiest way to put it is uh, it's, it's must watch TV already for me. And that's something I don't I hate to sound like I only give that honor to so many people. But I, if I could equate it, I think the last time I said that was probably Justin Verlander, where every time he was pitching, I don't care what I was doing, I was making sure when he was playing for the Tigers, I was making sure I was in front of my TV and watching him pitch. But now, for me, it's it's got to be it's got to be Raymond, and, I, and probably from the Red Wings' perspective, before that, for me personally, was was Pavel Datsuk, and I don't, I'm not, you know, like we don't want to go too deep into uh, hyperbole here, but it's just one of those things that if you based it off of what we just saw in that last game. And take the the other quote you had from Blashell where he said, you know, is uh, the competition was a little bit lower, but you that's what he's that's what he's playing against. That's that's his only option is, is to play those guys, and he played well. And if that is how we're going to base, you know, our, our first opinions on Lucas Raymond is what we've seen so far. I don't know how anybody could look at that and not say that the next opportunity to watch Lucas Raymond isn't must-watch TV. And that that's yeah. That's what it is for me. I, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw it down this way. I did have uh, my five questions uh, to open uh, the preseason. Um, I thought we could run through those, but let's just go right to the Lucas Raymond one. And um, I'll, I'll, I'll give away my answer to this question was no. But I said, can Lucas Raymond play himself into an absolute roster spot? So this was me recording uh, a week and a half ago. I said no. I said we're saving an entry level contract season. We want to see him develop. And at that time, I said you you'd have to see. And I I, I went way too deep in, in how many points we need to see per night because clearly two, two points per two, game. Right. Two <laughs> points a game looks pretty sweet. Um but uh yeah, let me let me bring it back to that question. Um and we'll we'll adjust. And I think you put out an article today that answered this question, but um I'll throw it to you from my you know, my own words, can Lucas or did Lucas Raymond play himself into an absolute roster spot?
0: I don't think it's happened um, absolutely yet. I think he's I really think he's on his way, though. Like, you know, the, yeah. the preseason's not over. And so that was one of the things Jeff Blaschel said yesterday was like they don't have to make that decision yet. And I, I think he's dead right about that. Like, why would you make that decision when you still have more things to come more more data to gain? But if I'll tell you this, if he keeps looking like he did on Monday night. I don't understand how he couldn't be because he he looks like one of their three or four best forwards right now. And like, you know, I wrote this yesterday. It's the the hardest part of the preseason is not overreacting. And you become so cautious as a reporter (laughs) that you don't want to overreact, right? So even Saturday night, he's great. And when I write my lineup projection, I keep Bobby Ryan in there. I keep disciplined to what I just saw was their NHL practice group. And it had Bobby Ryan in it and Lucas Raymond not. So I stayed disciplined on Saturday night. And when, I, as I'm watching this Monday, it's like, ah, I don't know that I can stay disciplined against this. This is that good.
1: Yeah. Now
0: it's not over. And that's the key is like, but if I was, if I was projecting where it goes today, I think I might have to put Lucas Raymond in there because unless he slows down, I mean, he, and he might like, it's, I mean, certainly two points per game is not normal, (laughs) Um, but it's not even the, it's not even the points. It's just the chances. And like, he's making high level chances that aren't even going in the net. And and so like, it's to me, like, I I think he's on his way is the best way I can put it. It's, I don't think it's setting stone. I think he could certainly end up not there if if the next two games are just kind of okay. But you know, I don't know why why we would think that they're going to be just okay with what we've seen in the last uh, you know six days from him. So I think he's on his way. Um, I'm not going to say it's done yet, but you know, I I don't know what else he could have done.
1: And I, I mean, I would go as far to say too that he's he's actually looked better as the games have gone on too, and too. and the competition has taken a step up too. So it's it it's. Passing the eyeball test, I mean the analytics. Um, really Was thrown <laughs> out there last night. Yeah, after the yeah. first period, and it was insane to see the uh, the gap. I mean, not to take anything away from how anybody else was playing, but he he really played above and well, beyond that's su- everybody yeah, and else. The,
0: the one period is a super small sample because that's you know right when it's one period, you're really you know with, with the way hockey analytics are configured one shift can do that right like one great shift you can have a 0. 0.4 expected goals for shift and that's going to give you an unreal you know expected goals for percentage for a period and frankly one shift can make a huge difference in your expected goals for a game positive or negative what i'm interested in is the fact that after 5 red wings preseason games 3 for raymond he is the number one forward on the team and expected goals for percentage. That's still a small sample. No one would take you seriously talking about a three game sample of anything, but that's right. all the preseason has to offer. It's all we have to go on. And it's the best forward on the team. It's, it's narrowly ahead of Robbie Fabry who Jeff Blashaw has been praising like crazy. Yep. Like, so I, 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 again, I think he's been one of the three or four best forwards in the preseason, which, which was the standard they set. So, um, you know, it's not over. This decision is not, uh, there's still time, and and that, and I wouldn't expect the Red Wings to make that decision while they still have time. But Wait, man.
1: And we're in that space right now where I get, you know, you uh, with your writing and me right now, and I'm going to do and ask you some questions, but we get to play that what if game. If this yeah. trend continues for Lucas,
0: I really believe that Lucas Raymond can make the team. So like it, if he doesn't, I don't think it's because they're saving the ELC or they're tanking or anything like that. Like, I really think it'll be because they think it's what's better for him and better for them. You know, now that said with what we've seen, I don't think that would be the case, (laughs) but there's two more preseason games left. Right. So like that, I guess that's kind of what I'm saying is like, if he does what he has been doing for, you know, I sorry, three more preseason games, I imagine he'll play in probably two of them. If he does what, what he's been doing for two more preseason games, I think he's going to make the team. And if he does what he's been doing for two more preseason games, and he doesn't make the team we're absolutely going to ask what more was he going to have to do and yeah. to what extent they'll answer that one way or the other i don't know but but i'm betting that if that happens and i actually don't think that will happen i think if he does what he's done i think he's going to make the team but if for whatever reason he keeps doing what he's been doing he doesn't make the team like i think the answer from them would be it's because it's what they think is best for their development and i would be inclined to believe them that that's what they think. I just would disagree with it. You know what I mean? Absolutely.
1: Um, now, I, I mean, I of course I think I'm leading the, you know, leading the witness here. I, I clearly want Raymond to make this team. I wouldn't <laughs> ask the question of uh, how do we come at them with with torches and pitchforks if he doesn't. <laughs> if I didn't believe that. Um, so, I, I mean, is there too much more to say about this? Besides, we're super impressed. We think he's making the team. I I don't know. I, I guess the only thing I, I'd want to touch on with, with Lucas is well the one um, thing I'd
0: say about it yeah. is, is Bobby Ryan too, right? I yeah. think Bobby Ryan's been really good this preseason. And if there's any pause in my mind about whether Raymond makes it or not, you know, again, if he continues to play like he like he has, which he still has to go do, it would be in part because I think Bobby Ryan's been really good too. And I, I wrote this yesterday like, yes, Lucas Raymond's been really good who was the one that finished off the slap pass that he made and made it a goal Bobby right. Ryan who had a, I mean it was a secondary assist but it was nonetheless an assist on his power play goal Bobby Ryan I think Bobby Ryan's got 4 points in 3 games not 6 points in 3 games but it's still 4 points in 3 games right. um, and and Bobby Ryan is also a really skilled player he's a veteran if they want Lucas Raymond if they have these reservations about wanting Lucas Raymond to maybe Develop a little more before he's in the NHL. Bobby Ryan has made it very easy for them to say, well, then what are we going to do on the second line? Oh, right. Here's Bobby Ryan who's playing really well. Right. So if I have any pause, it's because I think Bobby Ryan absolutely deserves a roster spot too, based on what we've seen through three games. For him, too, more time. He's got more to prove. But like I almost, I mean, part of me wonders, is there any way they can get them both on there? And Bobby Ryan's obviously in a tryout contract, so it gets a little trickier there. Um, but Like that's the that's kind of the other factor here is that I think Bobby Ryan's been really good. It's not like Lucas Raymond's been their third or fourth best forward or or one of their three or four best forwards, I should say. Um, And Bobby Ryan, you know, Bobby Ryan's not that far behind there. If he's behind, you know, like he's he's been really good too. In my, I think Raymond's been a little more noticeable, a little more dangerous. But I also think it's important for us as viewers to recognize that we are looking for Lucas Raymond. So when we talk about how noticeable he's been. In part, we're noticing something that we're really, really looking for. And when I watch Bobby Ryan, I see really skilled plays, really smart plays too. So um, I think I think they both deserve spots. And that's something that I don't know how that factors into the overall picture.
1: Uh, I did want to ask you about the power play too. And i I wanted to ask your opinion because I know there's strategy in it. Obviously, something has changed. Uh, the transition between Bilesma to Tungay. But a lot of the success I see on the power play starts with Lucas. And uh, that's, that's sort of a a point that's twofold here, like to kind of double down on if we're looking for Lucas to earn a spot, he looks fantastic five on five, but we've, we've needed help on the power play for such a long time to make it, you know, to hold back, uh, you know, vomiting again, uh, watching uh, a huge, drought uh, of power play goals um so I it's it's one of those things this power play does look great but I I do wonder too if Lucas is playing so well that that is that is one of the major points here that we're missing and and maybe bilesma's power play wouldn't have been so terrible if he had a Lucas Raymond um
0: it's definitely possible um yeah. I, what I will say is I think the movement on the power play of both the puck and the players um to me, seems noticeable, but I just think that the right. passing's been so crisp and so, you know, it it it's going it's going across the slot and not just around the world. You know, like taking those direct routes and not having to go back to the to the point with everything. Yeah, I think it has been huge. And, and Raymond, you, you talk about his impact. Like some of these seam passes he's making are legit. Larkin sent one back to him on his goal the other night, and, and you know those are such dangerous plays. And and how much of it is Alex Tangay versus how much of it is getting a little swagger going versus how much yeah. of it is is Lucas Raymond. Like, I don't know that I could honestly parse it for you, but it's it looks different, that's for sure. And and I I've, I've felt like just – this is anecdotal. I couldn't give you a number to prove this. I felt like they're using the bumper and the slot, the guy in the slot, a little more on the power play, which I think is huge. And Prashant and I, um, who, who I used to host a podcast with, who I think is one of the smartest people out there um, about hockey in general, certainly about the Red Wings, uh, make sure you follow him, Prashant Iyer. Um, you know, he, he's talked a lot about the Red Wings power play and what he wants to see out of it. And, um, you know, I, I often defer to him on some of that stuff because I think he knows so much about it. And I think it's something he's been impressed with too. So who gets the credit? I don't know, but I, I think it's gotta have a little to do with everything that you just said.
1: Yeah, it's, it's definitely, I, it, it can't be, it can't make this sort of improvement. And we, I'm not, you know, nobody could make the argument that Tungay deserves zero credit. But I, I just, I maybe it's just how floored I am with Lucas, and that's where I want to throw a majority of it. Um, but yeah, let me let me roll through, and then uh, we'll kind of wrap up here. Um, the other questions I had, you, you can give me a quick opinion here, but is anybody, I mean, we're finding it tough to fit Lucas Raymond on this uh, roster, so... Were there any Griffins you thought that had played well enough to earn a spot? And I, I probably point first to like Taro Hirose, who's a, who looks like he could end this with a above fifty percent expected goals for. He's got a couple of points in
0: three games. I think Hirose looks like an improved player, and 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 really an improved version of the guy he's always been, which is I think a dynamic power play guy. In my eyes, I still think he's probably best fit at, as a as a full timer at the AHL level. But it, it's not a it's I don't mean any disrespect by that to Tarot's game. I think he's a brilliant hockey Absolutely. player. I think he's really skilled. I, I expect him to to be one of the five leading scorers in the AHL by points every year that he's in there for basically from now on. I think he's that dynamic of a offensive talent. I just think there's a speed and strength element to the NHL that it's always gonna be a little tough for him at five on five to make a massive impact, the kind of massive impact that I think. Um, you know he, he needs to be in a really high profile role to be in the nhL he probably can't play his game on the fourth line in you know 10 minutes a night right. whatever it might be i think he's a really high level power play i think it, i think he could help any nhL team's power play um but the power play ultimately is only you know eight minutes a night um and and so for one unit that might only be five minutes a night and so um i don't think herosi's going him, you know, make the Red Wings this year. Would it surprise me though, if he plays for the Red Wings this year? Not at all. And I think he'll be a positive contributor when he does. Um, but, but I think when you look at him probably having to kind of play in the top six, like, I don't, I don't see how he would take a spot from, you know, Bertuzzi, Zadina, Raymond, or right. Robbie Fabry, you know?
1: um next one or, on the or bobby list. ryan
0: like you know like whether it's raymond or ryan you know what i mean and again right, i think right, both right. of those guys should make the red wings personally but
1: uh next guy on the list uh last last one from for the forwards is is joe valeno kind of missing the mark here
0: i've actually liked joe's preseason like i know he's not been all over the scoreboard but i, I he stands out to me and i think you know not on the level that obviously a raymond does but you know they're, right. they're also different guys so Joe's speed, I think, is a real factor. He's really t- defensively responsible. I, this guy looks to me ready to play in the NHL. Do they have a spot for him? Is a, is a great question. Um, I don't know the answer. I think he looks ready to play in the NHL. So, um, I, if I had to guess right now, we don't know what the status of Michael Rasmussen's injury is. He had a little tweak, true. And,
1: yeah, I And that. so,
0: you know, if, if that spot opens, maybe that's some place that Joe could fit, or maybe they opt to flex and the Mesnikov into the middle, and maybe that's how a spot gets freed up for Bobby Ryan and uh, one way or the other. Like I expect to see Joe Valeno in Detroit at some point this year, whether it's, whether it's October 16th, I might lean probably not to not toward predicting it, but I think he's going to play in the, in the NHL this year.
1: Last question on my five uh, to open the preseason was uh, who are our eight defensemen going to be? And I think, think it it's it's pretty much set oh yeah
0: yeah uh, it looks okay. like it to me i think you're looking at danny de kaiser Filip peronic nick letty Moritz Sider, mark Stahl, troy stetcher and jordan osterley and gustav Lindstrom, barring an injury
1: here you go all right <laughs> i was gonna throw out that list and say are any of those guys uh, gonna miss it but uh I, I think we're on the same page there you know, you mentioned earlier that uh, lucas raymond is leading the way for all forwards uh, an expected goals four percentage did you see according to natural stat trick? I'll throw that out there in case we're looking at different information. Um, have you noticed who's number one overall for the team?
0: That would be Danny de And yes, I that, yeah, I think I think that's uh that's big for them. If that if Danny de I know people can get down on Danny and, and hard on Danny de but I really you know, I know the Red Wings think that he's a really impactful defensive player, and I think that stat that you just mentioned is kind of proof that, like, the things in DeKaiser's game don't necessarily pop. But that is to me kind of proof that, you know, if you have a sixty-six percent expected goals rate, which I think is what his is, yep. you're doing a ton to help your team. Now, in three preseason games, yes, I get it, but again, it's better than anybody else did in those three preseason games. So, right, um, I, that would be absolutely, you know, I can't, I cannot overstate how important that would be if Danny De DeKaiser is back to being a legit top four defenseman for the Red Wings.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, I, in my own notes here, I threw in there, granted 0% goals, four percentage, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's still, you know, that that's the game we got to play is like, what, yep. what is he doing on the ice that's bringing up those chances? Cause then of course he, and the Fenwick, well, you know, whichever one you prefer in that regard, he's in the positive. And by that, I mean, above 50%. So it's uh, it's all thumbs up. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, it means, means the world to me. Um, I hope we can have you on again. Uh, I hope this was, uh, I hope this was fun. And, uh, next time, uh, you know, we'll, I'll try and find some new journalism questions to ask you. Cause, um, uh, that was, that was an absolute blast and I appreciate you.
0: My pleasure. Happy to do it anytime. And to answer your question there, what it is, is the expectables against for DeKaiser are really, really low. So that's, that's the answer to answer the question of, of what he's doing out there. He's not giving much up, but don't keep your mother-in-law waiting any longer. Yep. i um, happy to come back anytime. And, uh, thanks so much for having me on. Hey, thanks again, man. Have a All good right, take one. Take care. Yep, you too. Bye.
1: We're going to be doing the drawing for two Red Wings tickets. Uh, Detroit Red Wings against the Calgary Flames, October 21st at 7.30 p.m. Of course, we've had our contest pinned to our Twitter page. Uh, we needed you to like, retweet, follow us, and comment on the tweet who you were going to be taking with you uh and of course i had no foul if uh, there wasn't a, a twitter handle but um had to be fair to everybody that followed the rules so i only have 50 people who got the rules correct so <laughs> for you 50 people uh we're gonna pull up a random number generator you are already entered into an excel spreadsheet so what we're gonna do is run that random number generator make the connection with the, the excel spreadsheet and that will be our winner Uh, for the contest and I wanted to do that live with you guys right now so we're going to pull up the random number generator as you can see right now it says number eight we have a min max of uh, a a min of one max of ten we're going to change that max to 50 I just wanted you guys to see that this is a brand new fresh random number generator got that number changed between one and 50 we're going to hit generate here we'll have our number boom number 15 all right So let's stop sharing the old Google page, the old Google random number generator. And now we need to pull up the Excel spreadsheet. And we will add that to our stream. You guys are now seeing the same thing that I am seeing. We are looking for number 15, and that is Misty at three one three doll misty you are the winner of our two red weeks tickets uh going up against uh the calgary flames coming up Woo, we're, we're getting close we're gonna be two weeks out so you got plenty of times uh to get uh, i don't know babysitters ready to go you got time to get your drive ready to go you got time to plan out where uh you're gonna be doing your pre-gaming but uh misty congratulations we will be reaching out on twitter uh and uh thank you so much Uh, Thank you so much to everybody that entered. Uh, We will be doing more giveaways. Uh, Like I said, um, previous episodes, we do want to expand all of our giveaways uh, to make sure that uh, not only folks in the Detroit Metro area are included, but uh, everybody can, uh, can sign in and and try and win, uh, you know, whatever we give away next. Uh, We'll, we'll figure that out. Uh, But again, congratulations to Misty. Thank you to everybody that entered and um, yeah. Have a good one.